inconsistently consistent. Okay, you do the intro this time. Yes. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> Sorry? Just the, the big, <clears throat> like, I'm getting ready to give a TED talk. Listen up, bitches. <laughs> I am about to give a TED talk. It's trash called The Ultimatum. <laughs> the Ultimatum TED Talk. Yes. Um... Hello, and welcome back to Inconsistently Consistent, the podcast where we give TED Talks. This is a TED Talk podcast now. Um, we're not <laughs> going to talk about anything normal ever again. We're just going to have TED Talks about things. Things and stuff. Things and stuff and stuff and things. My name's Rachel. I am part of the things and the stuff. <laughs> and my name is Melanie. I am the stuff. <laughs> exactly. Melanie, how you been? It's been a while. It's been a while since we spoke. Yeah, actually, it has this time. Yeah, maybe a whole week has it been? I think so, Two yeah. weeks? Yeah. I don't know. D- two minutes? I don't remember. <laughs> it's been more than two seconds, which is what we know. Yeah. And we managed to get through a whole season of a show in between our last recording and now. I don't know how we did, but we did. I did watch probably seven of the nine episodes in about two days because uh, oh. I was sick I <laughs> and I was watch. like, just one after the other, go, go, go. I think I watched seven episodes in probably a span of 36 hours. Okay. You might think, have me beat. Yeah. I think I did the, is that what I did Labor Day or did I do that the Friday before I started any job? I don't remember. Anyways, I know I watched a lot of episodes <laughs> all at once. Yeah. And I was actually really excited for the finale because of those seven episodes were like, like I, I was not ready to wait any time in between episodes. Yeah. But then the finale happened and not as exciting as I hoped. So, but did the finale happen? I don't think it did. It didn't happen. I don't know. It was just another episode. It was just meh. It was very meh. I was very disappointed because I felt like they didn't talk about a lot of stuff that they should have talked about. No, it was the Vanessa Lachey show. It really was the Vanessa Lachey show. Legit everything that she'd she'd ask someone something and instead of following up she'd be like, That reminds me of something from my marriage. Let mm-hmm. me tell you about me and Nick. Let me tell you about my marriage because I'm Vanessa Lachey and I cannot let anybody else have the spotlight. <laughs> it was it was just like okay, we're not here for Vanessa and Nick to interview the contestants. We're here for the contestants to live react to a Vanessa and Nick interview. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Minus, you know, Nick wasn't king because Vanessa's like the spokesperson of the relationship. It's obvious who wears the pants in the relationship. Okay, like. don't do that gendered shit now, Rachel. I'm just saying. It's oh, I know. I have is. offense to this. It's obvious who wears them, Vanessa. I would like on this TED Talk my objection to be noted. Your objection has been sustained. <laughs> that mean, that means it works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
you know, I don't think you're a very impartial judge, but that was an impartial ruling. I listen. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> ruling against me like this <laughs> if I was the judge. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the judge or not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the person who has opinions. <laughs> and judgments. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think we should just start at the beginning of the season because it started off kind of on a high. It did. But first right. of all, let's let's go through because I know what you're like. We're gonna go through and we're I'm gonna list the couples. <laughs> I was like, you're gonna list the contestants' names, aren't you? I'm gonna list the couples because I know you've probably forgotten them. If I start talking about those people, you'll be like, who is that again? I I feel like I've got it. Maybe. Okay. So first we had Kat and Alex. Yeah. Didn't like Alex. Um, I didn't really like either of them, to be honest. It was more like a personality thing for me not liking Kat, mm-hmm. rather than a piece of shit thing like Alex. Exactly. Um, then we've got Lisa and Brian. We are going to have a whole ass discussion about Lisa. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on their bullshit. And they weren't even in the whole season, like, throughout the whole season in every episode. I think, was it, like, episode three they left? Or four? They were... I think it was, like, episode two They was the last time we saw them until the... Reunion. Reunion. Yeah. Not okay. Initial thoughts on them? Awful. Next. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Thank you. Next. Um, one second. Let's go. The next. Antonio and Roxanne. Okay. Oh, I've got. Okay. I'm the list I have is different, but yeah. Antonio and Roxanne. Antonio looks very familiar. Oh. And I cannot place because he looks like an actor in a show I've seen but I cannot place why, because he looks, okay, he looks very similar to an actor in 13 13 Reasons Why. Oh. One of the, I I cannot, I think the the character's name is Ryan, maybe, I'm not 100% sure, but he looks like that character, and I kept looking at him, I'm like, is that the actor? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he kind of does. I just Googled him, because I don't remember... I only watched the first season of 13 Reasons Why, and I never kept up with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Ryan was in the first season. He was. He was in the first season. He was in the whole show. I watched okay. all four seasons. Don't ask me why, but I did. <sighs> yeah, I, I couldn't get through it. Like, the first season, it was like, it was a, we're not here to talk about that. We're but, not here to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's a good show, but it's, like, too heavy for me. Yeah. And it's also, it's not just that, it's the fact that, like, once season two ended, I felt like there wasn't really anywhere to go. And then in season three, they tried to give Bryce a whole redemption arc, which I was not okay with at all. Mm-mm. And season four was just about Clay basically diving into the pits of insanity. Yeah. I don't remember anybody in that. Oh, yeah. But, and then just the name spoiler. Hannah. That's it. Spoiler, if anybody hasn't watched the whole season. Justin died, which was very sad because he has one of the best character arcs in the show. 
I'll take your word for it, because that's a show I'm never going back and watching. I know. Okay, so we've got them. Then we've got the high school sweethearts, Ryan and Jane. Okay. How did you feel about them? <sighs> I don't like James. You don't like James? No, I don't like James. Okay, I thought you said you liked him. I was like, no. but I'm going to say don't, because I, I feel like I know you better than I misheard you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like James. I, I don't either. I did like Ryan. I did like Ryan. I felt like James was kind of holding her back from things. Hmm. And he was kind of just like not really thinking about them as a couple. The whole, um, there, when they were in their trial marriage section mm -hmm. and they showed like all the scenes of like, from like the hidden camera type of things there and they're like having a fight and how he's acting. Like, mm -hmm. he's taking his PTSD out on her, mm -hmm. and, like, the way that's happening, it's totally not okay. Yes. Even for a completely traumatized individual. Speaking from experience, I'm a very traumatized individual. I don't mm -hmm. treat people like that. That would not be did. Mm -hmm. So, I was very much like, this, this girl's got to fucking run. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got a whole lot of work left to do. But yeah, we'll get back into that. Yeah, and then, of course, Raya and Trey. Such an odd couple. A very odd couple. Yeah, and not in, like, a fun way. No. Of, like, oh, I didn't think the two of them would get along, and, oh, they somehow, like, match up really well. Mm -hmm. Just, like, a, how are you gonna make anything work? You guys are so far apart on everything. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing about, like, them talking about they don't have a rom like a, an emotional connection mm -hmm. like guys you're on a show about like get married or fuck off yeah <laughs> right you're at that point why have you not had an emotional connection like, I they don't live get together it. they live together yeah they live together uh you know he's trying to get married she's like i'm not ready i mean they haven't talked about anything like whether they both want kids, what they want to do after they get married, what they want to do if they want to live in the same uh, state, mm -hmm. same uh, city, anything. They haven't talked about anything and they don't have an emotional connection. Mm -hmm. That's like arranged marriage. But like, why haven't you figured anything out? Exactly. I'm just looking through an article to see where the couple is. Apparently they're all still together, which surprises me. Yeah. Okay, so. So. Beginning. Yeah, the oh, beginning. No. I had so such high hopes in the beginning. Yeah. The first so episode. For our listeners, if you're someone who hasn't watched the show, basically mm. the premise put on by the devil incarnates himself, the Lachaise, <laughs> is that you have a couple and one of them is ready to get married, the other one is not. And they issue them an ultimatum. And at the end of the process, they mm -hmm. either have to get engaged or split up. For or good. For good. Or they can go with their new partner. So they do a trial marriage with one of the other people in the couple. Yeah. So they start by dating around. Mm -hmm. Like, they break up their original partnership. Yeah. And then they start dating the other people there to try to see if anyone else that they would match up with. After, like, I believe it's, like, two weeks? 
it looked like, yes. of dating. They pick a new trial partner and then do a three-week trial marriage with that trial partner. And then, mm -hmm. I know that sounds really weird, and it is, but, like, they don't have to fuck them if they don't want to. Yeah, so right? that's that's kind of the thing where, like, I don't know. It's That's a weird area for me with mm -hmm. regards to, like, if they want to be intimate or not. Because, like, it's just it's weird to, I think especially I think it's because you know your partner is living with somebody else and then if you found out that they were like horizontal tank that other person like <laughs> it would be weird especially going back to your original partner deciding if you wanted to stay together like to me that's just weird yeah so I think I think the only way couples can survive this show is if they like have really open and honest discussions mm -hmm. about you know what's going to happen in that trial marriage with the you know different partners mm -hmm. and you know whether they're going to make the beast with two backs you know <laughs> that's exactly. the only euphemism <laughs> i could think of at the time i like it though but yeah they got to figure out if they're gonna like so i think if you were going on the show first of all why would you ever go on the show this seems like a terrible idea it really does um, you would have to have the conversation be like, all right, what are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? Because, like, you could be mm -hmm. somebody going on the show and maybe you're using this as an excuse to just, like, bang somebody else and you yep. can't get in trouble because technically you're broken up. Mm -hmm. And then you can be like, well, we discussed this. So I think that was the issue with, like, in the first season – I think there was some couples that did do stuff in the first season. It's been so long since I saw the first season. I've completely forgotten everything. about. I feel like there's some who did like some sexual stuff. I don't know if any of them actually made the beats with two backs. Um, <laughs> I know. I think somebody did like the oral stuff, like a little fellatio type thing. But I'm not sure if anybody actually, you know, danced with no pants. <laughs> yeah oh we we stopped in the middle of this explanation so mm -hmm. the first three weeks trial marriage with mm -hmm. brand new partner then the second three weeks marriage with your original partner mm -hmm. and they separate for like a day to like go have a think mm -hmm. and then they have that final moment of meeting each other where there's either going to be a proposal or a walk away mm -hmm. That's a very long-winded explanation of this show because we stopped to, like, have a whole other discussion yes. in this, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get with us. Yes. If you listen to this podcast, you know what we're like. We cannot keep on one topic. One of us is ADHD. Figure out which one of us it is. <laughs> <laughs> Today, you really can't tell. Today, you cannot tell which one is ADHD. One of us speaks in riddles. One of us speaks in rhymes. Oh, good Lord. That's too much pressure. <laughs> So we got to talk, oh my God, Lisa, 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 mm, Lisa. The villain she is of this season. Mm -hmm. You know, before, you know, she took herself off the show and then Alex became mm -hmm. the other villain. I think also like Roxanne was kind of a villain too. 
Yeah, I wavered on her. Like, sometimes I liked her. Sometimes I wanted to just be like, just shake her and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know. Like, I I went back and forth because she said something at one point. And I texted Cassie because Cassie watches the show, too. And I was like, Roxanne is me and Kat is you in this situation. (laughs) Can't remember what it was, but it was something about, like, just talk to them if you're interested or something like that. Like, Cassie, you just got to talk to guys if you're interested. You can't just expect them to magically fall in love with you without talking. (laughs) That's not how it works. So, but. I I really want to start in on Lisa and Brian because. There is just just so much shit. And there's the stuff that showed up first. Like, mm-hmm. the first drama of the season was in episode two. They're at this, like, cocktail type of party at a bar thing mm-hmm. where they're all, like, taking time to go have little chats <clears throat> with, like, potential partners. Mm-hmm. But they're also there with their original partner. So it, they're in this the breakup period. They haven't chosen a new partner yet. So they're in this weird thing where you have to watch your original partner have flirty chats with other people. So it's already super uncomfortable. You throw (laughs) a bunch of alcohol into the mix and people are going to lose their shit. But I've never seen it get as bad as the Lisa Bryan situation. Oh my God. Yeah, that was, uh, that was bad. Yeah. Cause okay. To start it off, Raya, uh, whose original partner was Trey, uh, first thing you should know, she works at Hooters. Mm -hmm. Does that matter? Uh, It does to Lisa, but not anybody else. It shouldn't matter. It's a job. But so Raya's talking to Brian, and it looks like they're probably going to be new partners. Mm -hmm. They seem to be hitting it off really well. And Lisa, like, cuts in. Mm-hmm. And is super disrespectful, doesn't understand that this is a friggin' show that she signed up for. She's the one who dragged Brian here. Mm-hmm. She issued the ultimatum. She signed up for the show. Brian didn't want to be there. No. But Lisa's the one with the problem. Yeah. When Brian participates in the experiment she signed him up for. That's problem number one. Yeah. Rachel, thoughts? <sighs> yes that size says it all i did not appreciate the comment she was making about raya at Mm -hmm. all when she was calling him hooters bitch and all this kind of stuff exactly like you don't talk down to people who work in the service industry you just don't do it okay like they their job is hard enough as it is already because especially at hooters i can only imagine you've got to wear like you know i've seen kind of they're scantily clad they're scantily clad you know and you have to deal with probably like men making comments you probably have to deal with like women staring at you and judging you because you're scantily clad but like that's your job that's how you get tips and customers and everything and like she's doing it because that's what she wants to work in whether or not she's we we never know if she's doing it because she like actually likes it or because it's like just a job until she gets somewhere else that's never clear mm-hmm. what's going on but i think the also her issue is she doesn't think raya is good enough 
yeah for him because i'm just looking at an article i found up and it has like what their job titles are so lisa she's vice president of clinical services i don't know mm-hmm. exactly what that means but she's a vp yeah brian's a financial analyst yep and then you've got raya managing server which like Lisa's looking at it being like he's not good she he's she's not good enough for him because like I'm a VP she's just a server serving is a hard job managing is a hard job I've done management positions in like fast food industries it's a hard job when you have to tell people what to do and make sure everything's okay so Mm -hmm. it's just like the fact that she was talking down to her and I think they said in the reunion that Lisa also worked at Hooters at one point I was going to mention that, actually. I, I felt like I wasn't sure then if it was, so I'm, I was actually Googling it to mm-hmm. double check. But, yeah, like, she's worked at that, you know, at that franchise. She knows what it's like. Mm-hmm. She's got to know how hard it is to deal with, like, all the rowdy customers because I'm pretty sure Hooters is also, like, a bar. Mm-hmm. So it serves alcohol. So you're at, like, scantily clad women... Like, the place is known for, you know, it's named mm-hmm. after boobs, basically. Yeah. And then you're at a bar serving alcohol. You're going to have rowdy-ass customers. <clears throat> and in any service industry job, like, you're going to mm-hmm. deal with bad customers anyway. Mm-hmm. So Lisa should understand that and respect her for it. But to me, it's not even just, like, the Hooters part. It's like, why are you talking down to another human being mm-hmm. based on their what income they make, what mm-hmm. job they do, if they, like whether they're educated, like what the fuck? Stop valuing a person's worth based on their income or their job or anything. Have mm-hmm. like give some respect to people. I don't talk down to people that like haven't been to law school. No, I don't talk down to people who like haven't done any sort of education. Actually, funny enough, me and Jen, I went out to supper last night with my friend Jen, and we had this conversation about like it doesn't matter what you did if you went to school if you didn't go to school like it matters how you treat people at the end of exactly. the day you know like you could be somebody who left high school went straight into working which that's mm-hmm. fine you could be somebody who went to university that's also fine you could be somebody who went to college that's fine you could be somebody who went to the military doesn't matter you do what you want with your life but if you're going to treat people like shit then that's when i'm going to have a problem with it yeah you can be like you can be a VP of clinical whatever she is mm-hmm. and make six figures and have worked your ass off all the time to get there and still be a really shitty person. Exactly. We know people who are shitty people. Yeah. And they but they think they're better than everybody else because of where they went to school. Yeah. And their nose is so far up in the air they can't even see if they put on matching shoes. Exactly. It's I I hate it. Mhm. I hate it. That's that was should have been the only problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like jealousy and just calling people names sh- should have been the only thing. But mm-hmm. that's not where it stopped. That this is not couple where it stopped because Lisa and trigger warning, she hit Brian. Yes. In the middle of the bar at that cocktail party, in mm-hmm. front of all the cameras, <clears throat> in front of all the other couples, except, mm-hmm. like, I think Raya was the only one not in the room, because she was yeah. off in the bathroom, like, friggin' crying or something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just 
whacks him in the face. Mm -hmm. And nobody did anything. Nobody said anything about it. They didn't bring it up. In yeah. Reunion. It, that's insane. Mm -hmm. I used to watch America's Next Top Model in high school. Mm -hmm. And there, I can't even remember the season or what was happening, but one girl hit another girl, I think. Uh, I think it was back when there was only female seasons. Mm -hmm. But one girl hit another girl, and they have it in their contracts that if there's any physical violence, you are immediately disqualified from the competition and removed. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. And I've also seen it, like, if you watch Big Brother, it's happened where somebody got a fight, and it, I don't even think it actually came to physical blows, but there was, like, a push. Mm -hmm. And they evicted him immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much on reality shows now that are like, if you commit physical violence, you are kicked out. Mm -hmm. Or even like, Big Brother's gone as far as like, if you, like, if someone says the N word, right? If somebody uses hate slurs in any way, mm -hmm. they're immediately removed. So, why the hell does this go on and nobody even says anything? I don't have a fucking answer. I don't have an answer. And that's what, that's what like annoyed me because I think we talked about this. Mm -hmm. If it had been the other way around, if Brian had hit Lisa, yep, there would have been hell. Yep. I guarantee, guarantee you. Yes. <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> We're on the same page. Yeah, I, go ahead. <laughs> I guarantee there would have been repercussions. Oh repercussions there we go had mm -hmm. to sound it out like i'm a child because apparently i cannot talk today <laughs> um for there would have been repercussions they would have been immediately removed from the show and they wouldn't even have been brought back for the reunion. and yeah. you would have seen all these articles about how brian hit lisa and people would have probably started digging into his past trying to find exes to see if he reacted the same way with them but mm -hmm. because it was lisa who hit Brian, a black man, people don't care. Yeah, and I, just looking at, like, we've both done psychology, so mm -hmm. the bystander effect, mm -hmm. right? Thinking about it that perspective as well, because, like, forgetting the fact they're on a show, but they're in a bar filled with a bunch of people who they've become friends with for mm -hmm. the past weeks, and they watched this happen and no one even said hey that's not cool i think the only one who might have slightly reacted was alex but that was it what did he get excited i like oh shit or something like that if i remember yeah but like nobody said don't do that or mm -hmm. stepped up if that mm -hmm. had been like we've got to bring it back to gender but man hit woman mm -hmm. i can guarantee you that there would have been like all the women would have jumped up and been like don't you're not hitting our girl oh, and guaranteed. then there's there's guaranteed like at least some of those men would have stepped in and been like you can't do that man mm -hmm. but like nothing nobody moves they're just sitting there like some people looked away mm -hmm. like oh yeah this is a personal moment don't want to see this also is wasn't there isn't there other people besides them in the bar as well the camera crew, yeah so why didn't the camp none of the camera crews step up and usually like you don't see it very often but you know i watch the bachelor and they do this too with like the cocktail parties and stuff like this <clears throat> they rent out spaces like this 
and it, they'll just ask the contestants in there mm-hmm. that are on camera but like sometimes you might see a bartender or something that are like running things mm-hmm. um but the rest of it like sometimes you can see glimpses there's there's like production assistants um and stuff like that like running around uh edit like producer people to mm-hmm. like help run things they don't show up on camera but they're there following cameras going okay get this on camera talking to someone okay come over here we want you to do an interview like to field mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. so guaranteed the contestants were not the only ones in that bar because those cameras were also moving so there was a minimum camera crew oh exactly yeah and so there's also got to be people like sound guys mm-hmm. doing the equipment for the sound right moving around with the boom mics so at minimum there's at least multi uh, i think there's at least two angles so say two camera crew two guys running boom mics mm-hmm. so at minimum four other people and nobody like radioed it in be like guys we got a situation like mm-hmm. anyone anyone got vanessa lachey on the phone she likes to talk maybe she can decide something here yeah. i don't know like and that's we haven't even talked about the shit in the parking lot. No. Rachel, tell them about the shit in the parking lot. I don't know if I really remember the shit in the parking lot. I don't remember the order of the events. Like, the slap. Because it wasn't even a slap. It was like more like she shoved her palm into his cheekbone. Mm-hmm. Like she was just going to, like, could have had a V8 him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Could have had a V8, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it wasn't like an like it wasn't mm-hmm. a punch because it was open hand. Mm-hmm. But it also wasn't a slap because I mean it, it didn't have like a thwack and it didn't mm-hmm. have like a slip off the face type of thing. It was just yeah. like a boom, <laughs> just to mm-hmm. the little pow in the face. Yeah, and kept shoving. So. It was like she's trying to knock his head off his shoulders. Like it was mm-hmm. like a bowling ball on a shelf. Mm-hmm. And okay. But I don't remember if that happened before the screaming in the parking lot stuff. I think it was kind of all happening like at once. Yeah. It was all that episode all at that party. Yeah. But like, I don't know if they went out, screamed, came back in, she hit, then went back out and screamed. I, I feel like she, she went out twice. She, I thought she hit him in the bar. Yeah, she hits him in the bar. And then they go outside and they're screaming at each other. I don't think they screamed inside the bar. No, but I feel like they went outside and screamed, mm-hmm. came inside, she hits him, goes back outside, they scream, and she leaves. Probably. That, that, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, because I felt like there was two times outside, like mm-hmm. separate. And they're, like, screaming at each other in the parking lot. She's saying she's going to quit the show. She's not going to do this. That she's done. Mm -hmm. And you can have that Hooters bitch shit like this, right? Mm -hmm. She's talking down to him. She's talking down about Raya. Um, And is, like, keeping his chill. I don't know how he kept his chill, man. It's impressive, honestly, to have somebody coming at you that hard. And that you're not, like, you don't raise your voice. Mm -hmm. You don't, like like i know he's a man versus a woman so like maybe he's not gonna like hit back but like mm-hmm. you don't have that urge yeah like, the, visually we don't see him like react like yeah he made some comments like 
you know, who's looking like the asshole now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, but he's like, not reacting the way that she is, which says a lot about them as people, them as yeah. individuals, you know? And as a couple. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't seem too surprised. No, I was just reading on the website that apparently she has a tendency to, what is the exact quote? It is, um, yeah, Lisa's issuing Brian the ultimatum because if he's not ready to propose, then she's ready to move on. But Brian is hesitant to pop the question due to Lisa's jealousy issues and her tendency to turn disagreements into explosive arguments. Mm. So this to me, as a therapist in training, means that this is a pattern and this is how she reacts to these situations. Yeah. So the, the even the big kicker is she was drinking that night. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much she had, but she didn't seem sober. No. And then we find out later by the end of that episode she is pregnant she didn't know we think at this time mm-hmm. no she didn't uh, know she was pregnant no she finds out later but yeah like you can put it up to a little bit like okay hormones and alcohol and the situation like mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you're like th- probably not going to handle it the best no but right? that's also not an excuse to act like a complete asshole yeah and to get physically violent Mm -hmm. so yeah not an excuse no but i felt like that was going to be the excuse and that's what i was waiting for in the reunion to have like her questioned about it have her like give some heartfelt apology and then talk about like how she was like the situation plus the hormones and then like she'd been drinking and it was Mm -hmm. horrible right i thought there was going to be that Mm mm-hmm but instead we just like pretended it didn't happen. They, well, because she literally, I think it was kind of like verbatim. She was like, yeah, that was in the past. So we don't think about it. Oh, jeez, I forgot. Something like that. I, I, think it that. Was, I think it was something like that because Lisa did try to, no, uh, Raya tried to talk to her about it. And she was like, do you regret saying that? And I, that was the other thing. She didn't regret saying that. She's like, I don't regret it. Right. I was like, I'm sorry. You use your own words, bitch. (laughs) VP, bitch. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you don't regret saying those things about her is mind blowing to me. You know what VP stands for when it comes to what? Very prickly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. The fact she doesn't regret it, she doesn't see anything wrong. No. With the fact that, like, she talked down to somebody, not because uh, they're a shitty person mm-hmm. and they've done shitty things. It's like, no, you're a shitty person. Like, you do not have value because you uh, are not up to my level of income and mm-hmm. that your job is not respectable. Like, yeah, it's a hard day's work. It's an honest living. Like, she's not done anything bad to you. Mm-hmm. Calm the fuck down. I think she also, it'd be different if, she also made a comment about, oh, I don't think Raya was here for the right reasons. She was saying that she was here because she didn't love her man and all this kind of stuff and was just looking for an excuse. Hmm. It was like something along those. 
I, I remember that now. Mm-hmm. I forgot that part. Yeah, because there's just so much mm-hmm. with Lisa, right? Yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, when she did leave, finally, mm-hmm. from that bar, like, after they're having a probably argument number two in the parking lot and screaming at each other, mm-hmm. she was walked out by production people. Yes. So I don't know if they did talk to her at that point and be like, you can't put your hands on anybody in this, Mm -hmm. like on this show, any of the cast, you Mm -hmm. have to calm down, you need to leave. But Mm -hmm. they obviously didn't do anything to reprimand it or to outspokenly talk about it. Cause like they never made a press release saying that's not okay. They didn't put anything up on the friggin' screen to be like trigger warning or we don't, uh, you know, condone this shit. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes see a show or like a reality show or anything like that where something like that happens and then they also put something at the end that's like a violence hotline. Yeah. Number, they, did, right? they did that with um, the episode, I think, where James talked about how he self-harmed. Right. And they put that at the end if you or someone you know suffers from suicidal thoughts, self-harm, something they gave like um some resources. But yeah, they didn't do that for yeah. this one. They they just to me, by not doing anything, they didn't make a comment, they didn't bring it up at the reunion, they didn't make a press release, they didn't put anything on the screen. Mm-hmm. To me that that means they condone it. Yeah. 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 No, I I agree with that where they didn't make any statements saying like we don't support this or blah 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 blah. They kind of basically like you said them not saying anything is them basically saying we're okay that this happened on the show. Yeah. And they're just okay to sweep stuff like that under the rug. Mhm. So like paranoid uh PTSD brain over here, but like when I see stuff like that I'm like, okay, if that's what you showed and didn't uh, say anything about what are you all also willing to sweep under the rug what else do you think is not a big deal mm-hmm. so and that is the question mm-hmm. what else have we not seen yeah how do we know this is the only this is the only first time that she's hit him on the show maybe she's done it more than once mm-hmm. i don't want to throw it out there that she's an abuser but like she did act abusively in that episode. She did. And a lot of times people will say, oh, it's the editing. It's the editing. Editing don't make you look like a shitty person. You are the one who yeah. said those things with the cameras around. So I can only imagine what you said when cameras were not around. Yeah. And I mean, in reality shows, especially reality dating shows, mm-hmm. and I relate everything back to Bachelor. Because of course you do. <laughs> I, I love Bachelor. I love watching it because I love the fucking drama. But Mm -hmm. there's a thing called the villa edit Mm -hmm. of like when somebody on a reality show is given kind of an edit that's tweaked to make them look like the villain to create drama. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to do that with Lisa. No. Because she hits a person on camera. She calls somebody out in a demeaning way for having a job that she thinks is less than hers. Mm -hmm. And she's like completely disrespectful and just sloppy mm-hmm. screaming at people Mo- you know mostly brian yeah but basically 
you don't have to villain edit that kind of person. And honestly, I think they didn't give her a villain edit. I think they tried to make her look better. Oh, they did. Right. Like, her edit looked like, like every time you didn't see her screaming and hitting Brian, she mm-hmm. looked okay. She looked like a decent person. Mm-hmm. She looked like no red flags that you're seeing. Yeah. So I don't think they gave her the villain edit. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think they did. I think no. she purpose. I think she did that herself. Also, if anyone deserves a villain edit, it's somebody that hits another contestant. Exactly. So why do they think she doesn't deserve one? Netflix, you got some questions that you need to answer. Yeah. We'll submit a list. We will send you a list of questions that we have that you need to answer. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I think we should move on from them. So mm-hmm. they, they, find, they, they find out she's pregnant. They decide to leave together. They don't get engaged. They come back mm-hmm. in the reunion. Same thing. They yeah. have a baby now. They're still together. No engagement. Mm-hmm. They're just working on their shit, they said. Yeah. Apparently they're still together as well. Yeah. I I feel bad for Brian. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's just... Thinks like this is all he deserves now. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I work with a lot of... Uh, survivors of domestic abuse Mm -hmm. in varying stages Mm -hmm. in my law practice and just like seeing how downtrodden someone can become and how they kind of internalize all of their abusers words and insults and things and start like taking that on as their own Mm self-belief it's horrible yeah and I don't know like I kind of wonder if Brian's kind of in that or is he just sticking around because now they have a baby? Yeah, which is not a reason to stick around if you have a kid because newsflash, having a kid don't fix your issues. No. And also, staying around to have a two-parent household for a child, that doesn't help the child Mm -mm. if your relationship is going to be chaotic and hurtful and you're exposing your child to that right you're actually harming the child by doing that because kids learn from their environments a lot of the times if you look at you know people who have been the abuser in relationships a lot of times it's because they have it's not the main factor, but it's one of the mm. factors from what the research has shown, because I've done research on this, mm-hmm. is they've grown up in that environment. And for them, that's how you express yourself in a relationship. That's how you handle yeah. conflict in a relationship. Yeah. There's also new research out now who about like children dealing with abusive situations Mm-hmm. And that, like, because a lot of people are like, okay, they're a baby. They won't remember. It's not going to affect them. Mm-hmm. There's actually studies that abuse that they've been subject to or that they've faced themselves and, like, under eight months old can actually be the most harmful rather than, like, over 18 months old. Yeah, your brain is still developing because your brain's not fully developed yet. So, yeah. like, everything is still working itself out and... 
you're still learning and you're absorbing things and you're very impressionable at that young age and you rely on your caretakers to like show you these things so if you see your caretakers acting this way then yeah you're gonna like absorb that and that's Mm kind of gonna be something that you have in your mind yeah and it can also give you issues with authority too because if you see like an authority figure talking to you you might think lashing out is the right response (laughs) to deal with an authority figure I, I feel targeted. <laughs> that wasn't targeted at you. <laughs> I'm kidding, but <laughs> I have issues with authority. I know you have issues with authority. Someone tells me to do something and I want to do immediately just go 180 and do the opposite, even if it's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> it's just that instinctive response. Yeah. It's like, trauma nope. Risk. It's a trauma uh, response. Yep. Uh, <sighs> man, we're, we got- we Who should we move on to next? Can we... Who do we want to talk about? Well, I mean, we've already started talking about Raya. Why don't we... Why don't we jump on that one? Okay. Okay. Give, give us the lowdown, Rachel. <sighs> so, I think their biggest issue is the fact that Raya wants to live in the city and Trey does not want to live in and the fact that they've been together two years and don't have an emotional connection, as they've That's realized it. in their middle of their trial marriage. Mm-hmm. That that adds in. <laughs> yeah, and they live together as well already. I think they're one of the few that already live together. I don't know if the other ones live together or not. Uh, I'm pretty sure Antonio and Roxanne live together. Kat and Alex, mm, I'm not sure. Uh, Lisa and Brian did. Ryan and James did not. No. So yeah, like two to three girls lived together mm-hmm. prior to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Trey and Raya, I I feel like I like them separately, mm-hmm. but together, I not as much. Yeah every time we see them together they're just having the same cyclical conversations that never go anywhere and we see a lot of Raya trying to express what she wants Mm -hmm. and Trey like just saying he wants what he wants and I Mm -hmm. don't know why you can't want what I want Yeah, in other words you know Mm -hmm. but I, I really like Trey when he was with Ryan the trial marriage partner. Okay, so here's the thing. I was hoping that they were going to end up together. Trey and Ryan? Yes. I was shipping them <laughs> so hard. I really wanted them to end up together so bad mm-hmm. because they were just like, they were so good together. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely such similar people like, they were similar and mm-hmm. they also had like the same ideas because okay trey was the one who gave the ultimatum another thing with the season a lot of the men were giving ultimatums which i was yeah they had a good mix this you know, season was, of like men and women that were giving it yeah i was kind of surprised mm-hmm. but like it was nice to see that it wasn't just like women being like i want to get married and have babies man. <laughs> 
<laughs> that there's men out there who are like, I want to get married and put my babies in you. Meh. <laughs> and that's what they said. Mm. Yeah. That's what they said. Yeah. And I also liked seeing, I mean, we'll get into it with Roxanne. I liked how they did bring on a woman who was kind of against marriage she wasn't sure if she wanted kids mm -hmm. and she didn't understand how marriage would still allow her to be an independent human right mm -hmm. she thought it was like a loss of self and a loss of identity and like giving up freedom mm -hmm. which me that's kind of where my mindset hits mm -hmm. a lot so i did like seeing that aspect you know commenting on the kind of logistics of the show right now and how they brought in a whole bunch of different populations but mm -hmm. We need, we got to stick on Trey and Ryan. Trey and Raya. Should have been Trey and Ryan. <laughs> should have been. Mm -hmm. They should have been together. <sighs> yeah. I did, like, I wasn't so sure about Raya mm -hmm. in the beginning because I felt like we didn't see a lot from her. Like, she was just, you know, like, she's a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. She seemed really sweet, but we didn't know much about her until you start seeing her talk to the other men and she brought up the fact that like she had a hard childhood growing up with mm -hmm. single mom who was a pastor mm -hmm. and that like sheltered childhood and then another you know trigger warning here uh she brings up the fact that she had a miscarriage yeah and how hard that was mm -hmm. and it made her not like really hesitant to be like jump into whether she wants kids and stuff after this and she had to kind of struggle with that, that out mm -hmm. but which is like mm -hmm. i mean nobody expects that they're gonna have a miscarriage but no. i think they are more common than we actually think and yes more people should you know it should be something that's more easily talked about obviously it's not because there's like a stigma behind the fact that you had a miscarriage because it's like oh what did you like there's a lot of like what did you yeah. do to cause the miscarriage yeah it's almost like and it's not this mm -hmm. but sometimes it's almost seen as like a sign of failure mm -hmm. that you like can't do something yeah right like you can't do what it was built to do mm -hmm. so and that's not even getting into like all the emotional like horrible aspects of it and the death mm -hmm. part but mm -hmm. like that's a lot to carry and she said it happened about two years ago, which was, mm -hmm. I assume, before tr the Trey relationship, because Trey and her have been together for two years. And she didn't mention Trey was involved. Yes. But I, I feel like she did mention that because he knew about the miscarriage. So I don't know if maybe they were just like casually seeing each other at the point or like what it was. Okay, so he did know. He did know because he talked about um, he talked about how hard that was, so he knew about it. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it was like his child she miscarried, or if it was like an ex's child or something like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't remember him saying that, but I also like if that was in the reunion. Uh, I skipped through some of it because I was so bored. I don't think it was in the reunion. I think it was him talking to, they were talking about it maybe, or maybe he was talking to Ryan about it. I'm not sure, but I feel like he did know. I could be wrong. 
And if I'm wrong, then oh well. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's, it's not integral that we know that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I don't have any problems with their relationship. Like, it's not like... And, keep in mind we're commenting on other people's relationships that we know barely anything about exactly but because you never know what happens behind closed doors and we're allowed to comment on them because we have a podcast that's how this works that's how it works (laughs) (laughs) and it's on a tv show so it's the best as we can do and honestly we're not we're never gonna run into these people so it's fine yeah and we're trying to be respectful yes you know unless they're like being abusive on tv Um, Lisa. <laughs> uh, what now? I, didn't say anything. I, I had a cough, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so with the Trey and Raya situation, I feel like I feel like they could make it work. Mm-hmm. And maybe they will, but they just don't seem to communicate well. I don't know. I feel like Raya is going to hold the fact that Trey did start develop feelings for somebody else over him. Mm-hmm. I she I get that vibe from her. Yeah, like that's got to be really shitty mm-hmm. to have come into this situation. She was like not ready to have like like she didn't want to be there. He brought her into this. Mm-hmm. He develops feelings for Ryan, but I mean mm-hmm. like. Who couldn't? Ryan's amazing. Ryan is a precious baby angel who needs to be mm-hmm. protected at all costs. Absolutely. Yeah. And Trey, like, he did the right thing. He was honest mm-hmm. about it. Uh, maybe shouldn't have said it at the dinner with all of them. Yeah. Right? Should have told her personally before he announced that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I get that. It's got to be really hurtful, especially when they've realized by the end of their trial marriage that they have not built an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, I built one with Ryan, mm-hmm. my trial marriage partner, in three weeks. Right? Like, barely yeah. know her, but I've got feelings for her. But yeah, don't really have much in the way of feelings for you. Mm-hmm. Like, Eli agrees. Yeah. Eli agrees. <laughs> Yep, he's putting that little ex- exclamation point on that. Yeah. Oh, you know what, though? What? Um, Trey, I, like, we're both shipping Trey and Ryan, mm-hmm. the, you know, the new trial partner. Mm-hmm. So I thought, like, he was like, oh, can we still see each other after this? Like, we could hang out, be mm-hmm. friends. He was saying that to Ryan at the end of their trial marriage Mm -hmm. i thought that then plus being at like the dinner where they're kind of telling everybody here's how our trial marriage went here's what i learned and now Mm -hmm. i'm going back to my original partner to have a trial marriage like Mm -hmm. at that stage him admitting that he developed feelings for ryan i thought he was trying to lay groundwork to be with ryan after Mm this right and make sure ryan knew yeah so I was shocked when it didn't seem that way immediately after that dinner and he's back to Raya telling her, like, he wants to make it work with her. Yeah, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted 
that I really want them to get together. Yeah. Is it is it just like a youth thing? Like, I know Trey's 29, you know, but he, he seems younger. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't, I don't, okay, I don't know how one acts like you're 29, because I am 29 for a few more weeks. Yeah. And I just don't. Just a few. Just a few. Then you're on level of 30 of life with me. We don't want to talk about that, but yes. I'm 29 for three more weeks-ish, give or take. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if someone would look at me and be like, yeah, she seems like she's 29. Because I don't really know what that means. But I get what you're saying, that yeah. he doesn't he doesn't seem like his age. Like, I don't know if it has to do with him not acting his age or just, like, the way he carries himself. Because, like, I, I'm going to relate this to me because why not? But, like, mm-hmm. when I started talking to Brandon, my boyfriend, mm-hmm. I would have never guessed he was as young as he was until he told us because mm-hmm. he didn't carry himself that way. He didn't carry himself as somebody who was 23, he's 24 now, but at the time when I met him, he was 23. You know, he didn't carry himself as a 23-year-old. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, uh, Trey doesn't carry himself as a 29-year-old. But how do, but again, how do 29-year-olds act? <laughs> you know? Like they're in more pain than when they were 25. Exactly. Because uh. it's one of those things that I think we have, like ideas of how you're supposed to be at certain ages like 23 I imagine you're still like into partying and going out with your friends and like drinking and stuff and like you know hooking up and all this kind of stuff but like I don't think there's a lot of 23 24 year olds who are out there like that and like 29 I think people think by this point you got your shit together spoiler alert you do not have your shit together at this point (laughs) I don't have my shit together. I don't know about you, but I don't have my shit together. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I don't think it's like a fair comparison to put on people to be like, you have to be at this stage of life at different ages or this. Mm-hmm. But I've, I just feel like, and maybe part of it's because he has like a young face. Mm-hmm. So you look and see as a young face, the way he like, interacts with people it just gives me younger like i would have said like 20 or 25 max and then i'm Mm -hmm. like oh he's 29 so he's basically like around the corner from 30 Mm -hmm. okay i get why he might be at the stage of like wanting to get married but i feel like also what stage you are in life depends on what you've been through Mm -hmm. so like someone could be 21 and super mature super like wise beyond their years you might like, they might put off vibes that they're, like, you know, m- in much later stages of life because they might have just gone things. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, like, maybe you already have a child. Maybe you're married. Maybe you are less further along in those, like, milestone type of moments. And, like, mm-hmm. you're still, like, figuring it out. Like, maybe you're trying to figure out a major in college mm-hmm. at that point. Who knows? But it's it's really just kind of it's all subjective Mm -hmm. but I don't know I just got the vibe that he like he felt younger to me he felt like youthful and like his words don't match with that Mm -hmm. because his words are all like I'm ready for marriage I want to settle down I want to buy a house Mm -hmm. outside of the city I want to have kids like 
he's all ready for that in words, but maybe it's just mostly like physically he looks younger face wise. Mm-hmm. And maybe when he was talking to like other people, like, I don't know, maybe it's just comparison to the other people who seemed older mm-hmm. in looks and maybe how they spoke. Like maybe it's yeah. just his inflection. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, no, I can see that. It's one of those things where, like, he does want those things. And I think I think maybe it's just, like, I don't know if we come across, I mean, yeah, there's, like, Love is Blind where guys are like, I'm ready for marriage. But a lot of times I'm like, are you ready for marriage? <laughs> Have you thought about anything? Have you thought about to it? You know, like, and there are some people who are ready for it. I think it comes down to, like, I think it's a gender thing as well where like we don't typically picture men as the ones who are like ready to do all those things yeah we kind of see it as like the women are normally ready before the men to settle down and have kids and have the house and the white picket fans and everything yeah i think as well on average like it seems to me that it, especially when you see it on tv Mm-hmm. That men seem to be like 30 plus mm-hmm. when they're like, I want to settle down and get married. And women are like 22 yes. on the show. They're like, I want to marry. I want to be married and have babies. Yeah. like I want to be married. I want to have 7.2 children tomorrow. tomorrow. Let's get started. Let's and like, now. But you're, have you done anything? What, what have you done? Are you okay? Yeah. Are you ready? Because that, yeah. that's going to change your life. It's like, have you experienced life enough to know? Yeah. And like, to, to the people that want to do that, go for it. That's mm-hmm. up to you. It's your fucking choice. Mm-hmm. Right? I I don't understand it. But, you know, it's not my, not my prerogative to go tell people what to do with their lives. I just, that's not me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I get confused by it. And I willingly admit this. <laughs> I also, I'm very confused. Well, here's the thing. I think it also comes down to, like, just based off our lives, I've seen people who were, who got married, like, in their early 20s, and now they're all divorced. Most yeah. of them are divorced, you know? A lot of them are divorced. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's all about what you're ready for. Have you thought about everything that you mm-hmm. want from your life? Mm-hmm. And... Can you accomplish that even doing things like having a child at age or getting married at that spot? Mm-hmm. And have you even met the right person? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't. No. And I mean, I'm also a divorce lawyer. So I was going to say here. Faith in marriage doesn't really come with this territory. <laughs> you don't have faith in marriage because otherwise you wouldn't have clients. <laughs> If if marriages worked all the time, mm-hmm. I'd be out of a job. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. But, like, if you feel like you're about to get divorced, don't go down the aisle. Mm-hmm. If you have, I think it's kind of one of those things where if you have any sort of, I don't know if doubts are the, is the right word I want to use. Hang-ups. Hang-ups. Yeah, that's a better one. About, say, like, okay, so, again, this is, I'm going to use me as an example because I've had these conversations. I. You're pulling a Vanessa Lachey here today. I'm pulling a Vanessa Lachey. I'm so sorry. But it's just, like, because <laughs> I had these conversations. 
But you know what? The people came here to listen to us talk. They They didn't come here to listen to like the friggin, I don't know, dead air. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. That's the difference. (laughs) So like, I do want to get married and I do want kids. The kids thing is kind of a recent thing that I decided, yes, I did want kids because I was on the fence for the longest time if I wanted kids or not. I thought you were about to say, I decided yesterday. No, I didn't decide yesterday. I decided like a while ago, but like Mm -hmm. I was on the fence about that for the longest time if I actually wanted kids. And Mm -hmm. I came to the conclusion that yes, I want kids, whether it's me pushing them out through my hoo-ha, me adopting them, fertility, anything like that. I've decided I want kids. Mm -hmm. And like one thing that I am not willing to budge on is I'm not taking the full maternity leave. I have decided this, that I'm not going off for the full year, 18 months, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I want to split that with my husband. Okay. And I made that clear. I said that to my ex and he didn't agree with it. He was like, no, mm. you should take the full time because you're the woman. Was this dude? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad I only met him in person once. Right. He wouldn't survive a second time. He would not. But I talked about this with Brandon, my current boyfriend, and I was like, I'm not compromising this. And I was like, if then if that's something that you don't agree with, then like there's no point. And he his response was, you shouldn't have to compromise on that. See, mature ones, mm-hmm. right? And it's not just about age. It's just about like your emotional maturity, your ability to handle things that maybe like just communicate properly and mm-hmm. compromise with people. It's like mm-hmm. problem solving. Exactly. He's got Melanie points. Three more yes. Melanie points. I will tell him he's got Melanie points. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone's keeping a tally because I'm yes. not. I am mentally keeping a tally. He's got Melanie points. He's also got dad points because he likes naps and my dad loves to nap. Yeah. I mean, he, he started me off there with the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's the favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I love me some Jack Sparrow. Obsession mm-hmm. with Johnny Depp. So I'm already on board. Yeah. Right? And now he's just bringing it home. Yeah. You know, gender equality. Mm-hmm. I like him already. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> We, we should move on from this couple. Yes. Let, let's go to someone who's just all right. Antonio and Roxanne. Ugh. I, again, Antonio looks like the actor on 13 Reasons Why. And I kept staring at him and I was like, you look like the actor. But I know that's not him. It just, he looks very much like him. I did think he looked really familiar too. But mm-hmm. I was like, are you just like another white guy? Generic white guy? <laughs> Generic white guy, number two. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I just put it up to that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember watching a lot of 13 Reasons Why. Like, I just remember the Clay character and Hannah Baker, and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> I went back and forth on if I liked Roxanne or not. Yeah. Because I get being career motivated. Mm-hmm. And you want to, like, get yourself to a good point and everything like that. However, I think that 
she doesn't really think about the impact it has on Antonio. Because mm-hmm. he was the one who issued the ultimatum. Again, and I am. We love to see it. And they were together four years mm-hmm. before the show. Yep. Uh, he's 30. She's 31. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just because like, she's, you know, she feels like he's not, or he feels like he's not good enough for her because he's not on her level of, like, ambition and all this stuff. And, like, the girl does love to work. Yeah. And- I don't understand how she puts in that many hours in a day. I don't understand either. And I think she's one of those people who, hang on, she lives to work. Yeah, not work to live. Not work to live, yeah. Which, not for me. No. Like, I want to want to be able to, like, have a little bit of fun. You want to be able to have this social life, you know? Like, spend time with your partner and all this kind of stuff. But, like... She is literally just working all the time. And that's got to be frustrating. Yeah. If I was Antonio, I would be very frustrated. Feeling like she doesn't want to spend any time with me because she just wants to work all the time. Yeah. And it's like, what time are you spending together? He's putting in that many hours at work. Mm-hmm. Like, is the only time you're spending together while you're both asleep? Yeah. Right? Like, that's the bulk? Yeah. Which is not the way you develop a relationship, because you can't work on your communication while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, build a bond while you're sleeping. Uh, can't do anything, really. Yeah. So, I... Like, from the beginning, the first little bit with Roxanne, I liked her. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, okay, she's not there. Like, she fits more with me than mm-hmm. a lot of the other women who are very much, like, like more romantic. Mm-hmm. More, like, kind of that kind of thought process. Mm-hmm. Less less analytical. Mm-hmm. Um and the fact that like she's she's this entrepreneur, she's a badass in that sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. and she knows what she wants. And the, mm-hmm. also, she's got this like fear of marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't think she'd ever say that, but I'm saying that. Yes, it's like a fear of it that she's mm-hmm. going to lose her own independence. She's going to like become, you know, the Mister Misses together. And I think mm-hmm. that also comes from like trying to be the strong woman. Mm-hmm. and be independent the idea of if you get married then you become mrs him mm-hmm. ra- rather than miss you yeah right so i get that because i i kind of struggle with that myself of being like how could i not like to other people but to me just like mm-hmm. how would i still be you know me mm-hmm. and separate and strong and like what do you like it, it feels like a giving up mm-hmm. parts of yourself to that rather than it should be building on and becoming stronger together. Mm-hmm. Right. And then also like her fact that she doesn't really, she's not really sure if she wants kids. I'm someone I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, if I change my mind, I will adopt. Mm-hmm. But ever since I've been saying it since I was like six years old, mm-hmm. I do not want children. 
Like, I do not want to go through pregnancy and stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. want to push a child out. And I don't feel like I could give a child a good life because if I'm having a child because other people want me to have a child, Mm -hmm. I do not want to commit myself to giving that child a good life, to being a good parent. So I'm not going to be a good parent if I can't put my, like, into Mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. it's not fair to a child and yeah. you know I'm not being forced to have a child so mm-hmm. why would I but yeah. I, like I just related to her a lot what I didn't mm-hmm. like is when she started like we started seeing that Anton- from her perspective and Antonio's Antonio was like talking about how Roxanne wanted him to better himself wise mm-hmm. that he wasn't like to her level mm-hmm because, like, he was just kind of starting his journey. And also, mm-hmm. like, fuck timelines. Do whatever you want to do in the time it takes you. Exactly. Right? You can be 45 and just start your company. Listen, there are lots of people in my master's program who are who have established careers. And mm-hmm. they decided, like, there's people in their 50s who mm-hmm. have decided that, nope, I want to switch career. And they go back to school. And that's yeah. fine. You don't need to do things at a certain age just because everybody else is and that took me a long time mm-hmm. lots of therapy to be okay with because yeah. i struggled with that yeah I struggled hard with that it's a hard thing to wrap your head around and like nobody like society puts pressure mm-hmm. and people in your life will put pressure but there should be no set path for anybody mm-hmm. we're all individuals we all have free will we can do what we want and it doesn't matter what path you take to get to where you decide to go. Mm-hmm. Like the people that can figure things out really quick and get there. Awesome. I don't know how you did that, mm-hmm. but great for you. But a lot of people, even in my law school program, there was very few of us that had just come out of our first degree mm-hmm. and were like just eligible to go to law school at that point Mm -hmm. it was like maybe 20 something of the 90 something in the class there were so many people that had gone on and done other degrees and come Mm -hmm. back or had gone and worked in a little bit and come back um there were people in their 50s plus Mm -hmm. there was at least four or five people like that who had gone and worked in a career and decided no i want to go do law school and we're coming to do that Mm -hmm. so there was all these different backgrounds and everything like there was a guy that graduated engineering worked as an engineer for like three years and was still working as an engineer while attending law school just kind of like reduced hours yeah yeah i think he did um leave his job at one point through Mm -hmm. it or like take a leave of absence or something Mm -hmm. but he'd like done all that schooling for engineering worked in that field and then go to law school mm-hmm. there was people that like wanted to do law school and couldn't get in right away and went and did other degrees mm-hmm. so there's people that had done like an undergrad or two and like gone and done a master's and a phd mm-hmm. and to get in and like honestly the law schools reward that stuff mm-hmm. they want to see a whole bunch of different interminglings of like age groups, demographics, different backgrounds, different educations. Mm-hmm. So they, they're not just like everybody pre-law and poli-sci get in here. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you're a music major? 
great. You scored well on the LSAT. You got that. Mm -hmm. We like everything else you've got going on. Come in here. We want people with different perspectives Mm -hmm. in this room. Also, I don't recommend going to law school because I fucking hated it. (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) I was was waiting. But (laughs) if you decide on some whim to go there, then, uh, you know, don't jump out poli sci. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with this. That's even like, I know when I applied to my master's, they didn't specifically, you had a background in psychology. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's people from like different walks of life. I mean, I'm in here. I work in payroll. Mm-hmm. Very different from counseling psychology. <laughs> a lot of people are like, every time I tell them that, they're like, that's very different. I'm like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what I want to do. And that's the thing. I'm going to be a 30-year-old lady soon. 30-year-old lady. <laughs> and my master's, I will be done my master's when I'm 31. Yeah. Not that big of a deal. No. Everybody gets to where they're going eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need longer to figure it out, there should, uh, like, okay, at 25, you have to have this figured out. You had to be at a stable job and you had to be looking for a husband. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there's no, it's like set levels of life. You don't need mm-hmm. to, like, get to certain milestones by certain ages to get enough XP mm-hmm. to, to move on, <laughs> to progress through your game. <laughs> Exactly. And like, you should not feel pressure to do things. So I get, I also kind of relate to Roxanne because I get, you know, I want to publish in my career and that's kind of like my focus is kind of getting to where I want to be. I mean, and I get that she's worried about losing part of herself because I have lived alone for the last so many years Mm -hmm. and I enjoy living alone. I like living alone. I like being able to do my own thing. I can walk around naked if I want. I can do rain dances in my apartment. You know, I can do like blood rituals in my apartment and nobody's really going <laughs> to say anything. Nobody's gonna really going to be like, mm, okay, um, no, I don't want you doing that because I don't have roommates, just yeah. me and my cat. So when you said blood donor, you really meant blood donor for the ritual. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's coming for a full circle here now. It's coming full circle. But um, I do worry about having to give up my space, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of adjusting to having somebody else in my space. Cause I had to do that when dude moved in with me, I had to adjust to having somebody in my space. Yeah. And I couldn't just like do the things I wanted. I couldn't do my blood rituals, you know, like kind of frowned upon <laughs> that. <laughs> and I, I have talked about this with Brandon and like he has never lived with any of his girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So like that would be an adjustment for both of us because I have lived with a significant other. He's never lived with a significant other. That would be a very big adjustment for us to like smush into <laughs> one household, you know? Yeah. And same with like when my sister moved in with her boyfriend, it was an adjustment because they both were living alone. Mm-hmm. and kind of learning how to like smush your spaces together and yes you give up living by yourself you give up the freedom to kind of do what you want but you also gain a lot I think you gain a lot more than what you lose mm-hmm. and I think Roxanne was just solely looking at negative yeah 
And if we look at it, Bitch didn't even wear her engagement ring on the reunion. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit of a red flag. Mm-hmm. I and now this is this may just be me projecting, mm-hmm. but I feel like Roxanne's got a lot of mental gymnastics type of work to do Mm -hmm. to get to a point where she can feel like being engaged, getting married, um, becoming a mom, like if that's what she wants to do Mm -hmm. is something that's not going to be detrimental to her. Mm -hmm. Cause like the only thing, like when she was in a trial marriage with Alex, she was talking like, and from his perspective, when he started talking about like, it strengthens you, it, it like boosts your career. Mm-hmm. That was all the part that she heard was mm-hmm. the the aspect of, like, how it could impact her in her business. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're getting into a marriage because of business, mm-hmm. that's not really the purpose of marriage. Yeah. Right? Like, I think she just has some work to do. And, you know, I think everybody can benefit from therapy. Even mm-hmm. if you think you're the most well-adjusted person out there on the planet mm-hmm. like therapy checkup and to be like hey mm-hmm. I need to learn some new coping skills some new mm-hmm. tools different things get a different perspective mm-hmm. it can just open your mind to things and I feel like Roxanne like I also feel like Antonio's put pressure on her to be at a place that he's at mm-hmm. in the relationship and like the romantic aspects Whereas in milestones in life where she's also tried to put that pressure on him with the work stuff. So to me, if you're putting all that pressure on your partner mm-hmm. and both partners are doing that, you know, how, how do you make that work? Because you've got to balance like, you know, making suggestions and putting your opinion out there mm-hmm. versus pushing the other person into things that they're not ready for or want and mm-hmm. where their boundaries are mm-hmm. and it's all communication said multiple times on this podcast <laughs> it comes down to communication and people like, can't communicate that's the, the main is, issue the thing about it is like if roxanne is worried about say changing her name newsflash it's 2023 you don't have to change your last name if you don't want to mm-hmm you can stay as, you can still be married and stay with your maiden name. Yeah. You could stay and uh, merge hyphenated. You could hyphenate. My mom I've, hyphenated hers. I've actually seen, and I have only seen this maybe twice ever, mm-hmm. and probably just because I've, you know, worked in law firms and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a lawyer that deals with divorce, but I've seen couples last names and creating new okay I haven't and it was actually good. really interesting so like if you and me were getting married mm-hmm. we take our last names and mm-hmm. wait do you care if we say your last name on the podcast do you care if we say the last names on the podcast it's on my book I don't care if they say my last name on okay the so we have Rideout and Flynn if we like merge them we could be like Rydalin okay right yeah. like make something cool mm-hmm or fly out. <laughs> fly out. <laughs> now I think I like Lynn better. <laughs> I don't know. Fly out like a little like zinger to it, you know? 
He's like, what are you doing? Oh, oh, who are you? It's Mr. It's Mrs. and Mrs. Flyout. <laughs> but ride out isn't weird? Okay, flying out, weird. Riding out, that's fine. Listen. Yeah. Would you prefer run out? No. <laughs> Meand? Float out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Flout? Flout. But yeah, if she could do that, like, she could even hyphenate. If she she could keep her last name, maybe he could hyphenate so they have, like, the same hyphenated last name. Yeah. It could be, like, Roxanne and Antonio Smith John. I don't know. I don't know what their last names are. I'm just using that. I don't know yeah. what their last names are, but, you know. Yeah. Like, there's lots of things that they need to work out together. Mm-hmm. And they also, like, separately and together right like Mm -hmm. communication of course they could solve a lot of the issues by just being like okay identify what's holding her back Mm -hmm. like why she doesn't want this right now why she's not comfortable wearing a ring Mm -hmm. what to do there and then figure out what they can be okay with because Mm -hmm. the ring thing you know i said red flag but also i kind of understand it Mm -hmm. because like if you're engaged and you have to wear a ring a ring is also historically the sign of like the ownership the property the giving giving the you know the father gives away the daughter Mm -hmm. to the uh the man right like Mm -hmm. cattle Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like here's a little collar for your finger so i get it i get it i get that hang up but you know we don't know if they've had conversations about this and if he's chill with it or not or what. what I mean, right? he didn't seem chill with it on the reunion, honestly. He seemed a little... Mm-hmm. He was not comfortable that she was not wearing the ring. Yeah. So, like, that's probably a conversation to have before you get to a reunion mm-hmm. of a television show. Yeah. In front of the public. Instead of just showing up with no ring and ever... And then, of course, Devil Incarnate herself, Vanessa Lachey. I see you not wearing your ring! Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, if you've got a problem with the ring, okay, how do we get around that? Like, mm-hmm. are you comfortable if both of you wear rings? Yeah. Are you comfortable if neither of you wear rings? Are you comfortable, like, put the ring around your neck on a necklace? Mm-hmm. Like, what about the ring is the problem? Yeah. So if you can't identify what the problem is, how can you come to a solution? And mm-hmm. how can you come to a solution with a partner if you can't figure it out yourself exactly. anyway? Right? Like, I'm just wise. Me, I know. For, you're so wise. You're wise. I'm so wise. Because one of the couples brought that up that, oh, well, why don't you get him a ring and you guys can both wear rings together? Mm-hmm. And I've seen other people do that. I've seen people in my life who've done that. Jenna and Julian, they had engagement rings because Julian had a ring on his finger before uh, they got married. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, like, um, they both had rings. Yeah. I've never seen anyone do it personally. Just kind of I, like TV, YouTube stuff. But I think that's that's a nice compromise. Mm-hmm. There's a girl that I know that I um, met at Mun, and her and her fiancé both have rings that they wear. Mm-hmm. She's an odd one, though. But, yeah. That's yeah. a whole other conversation. But yeah, they both have rings, which like yeah. makes sense if you don't want to be the only one wearing the ring. Me, for example, I don't 
typically wear jewelry, but that is one thing that I would, I say, I don't wear jewelry and I've got earrings in my ear and my nose is pierced, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> on Rings on your fingers. I don't really wear like rings on my fingers. I don't really wear bracelets. I had a permanent bracelet, unfortunately that broke. So, you know, I had to, I was very sad that broke. It didn't even break at the class. It broke at one of the other things. Anyways, yeah. um, but I typically don't wear that type of stuff because, you know, I just don't think about it. But if I had an engagement ring that would be something that i would be consciously wearing because to me it's a symbol of like love and our commitment to each other and i would want to be able to be like yes look at this look at this i have he got me this beautiful ring he loves me we're gonna get married and have babies and they're gonna be <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's got the sentimental aspect of it or it's not even- just a piece of metal or even if you're not comfortable with actual rings, I've seen people do this, tattoo it on your finger. Mm-hmm. One of the girls at my old job, her and her husband have uh, Deathly Hallow rings tattooed on their finger. Oh. Yeah. Cute. It's, no. So that's kind of like. ideas. I'm sorry. I know. And like, I do actually want to get something tattooed on my ring finger when I get engaged. Hmm. Just engaged. Or wait till you're married. So I want to, I think maybe marry, but I do want to get like something tattooed on the finger. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured out what yet, but I do want something. What I was thinking about doing is maybe getting like a heart or something and then filling the heart in when we get married. Cute. You know, something like that. Yeah. But I do like that idea of like the, the tattoo ring, right? You can even just do like a straight wedding band on your finger. Mm-hmm. Tattoo a wedding band on your finger. Yeah, some people just tattoo the circle. Exactly. Some people, like, tattoo, like, um, I've seen one that's, um, it's Celtic knots, mm-hmm. but it was just, like, all this, like, really intricate, like, weaving yeah. lines. Um, I thought that one was really cool, but just, like, a little something there. Mm-hmm. But you, you've got to be really committed because laser tattoo removal, that is not a fun process yes well that's the other thing you have to make sure you're committed to that person Mm -hmm. because like say for example if you got like your initials tattooed on there and then you got divorced that's awkward you'd have to just marry somebody with the same initials (laughs) (laughs) you're like scrolling through tinder going no 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 this one this one oh he doesn't like dogs okay next one no no oh no he's got a mega hat damn it (laughs) Uh, yeah so like there's different options, so I think that's something that they definitely need to discuss and figure out what option suits them. Because not wearing a ring without having discussed it by the, just from like what it seemed on the reunion, no mas for me. Yeah. I'm very much like a work all your issues out together in private before mm-hmm. you go air dirty laundry mm-hmm. in public, right? Yeah. We should move on to another couple though, because we've got two couples left. Oh, we do. We we that been we have to get lot. through. Cat and Alex. I didn't like either of them much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan and James. I liked Ryan. I didn't like James. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, do I want to save the one that I'm gonna be like, oh, I liked her till the end to just give me a little something, or or do we just go for it? I mean, we could save her till the end because I liked her as well. Yeah. So let's do Cat and Alex. Yeah. So Cat and Alex. Uh, Cat and Alex were actually swapped 
with um, Antonio and Roxanne. Mm-hmm. So look at the segue. Um, so Kat and Alex, Kat's 28, Alex 32. They've been together two years dating. Um, and she gave the ultimatum to him. Mm-hmm. Now, to in the beginning of the season, they seemed fine. No mm-hmm. red flags seemed to jump right out at me and hit me in the face. They just seemed, they seemed boring. And, you know, I say fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because it's a reality show. And I'm like, oh, you're boring? You look normal. Mm-hmm. Twas not the case by the end. No, it seemed like Alex is a very strong, pushy person. Mm-hmm. And Kat is very laid back, roll with the flow type of person and would more be more likely to give in to somebody mm-hmm. than push for herself from just, you know, what we saw. Yeah. And even like the comments that Alex made about her doesn't challenge me. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like not a good thing to say about your partner and like you just you don't say those things no and i mean i would kind of look at it if if he wasn't who he was and a piece Mm -hmm. of shit Mm um we'll tell you why he's a piece of shit in a minute but i would give him the benefit of the doubt and be like maybe it's just a wording thing Mm -hmm. and he means like okay she doesn't like push me in the sense like like stand up and say, I want this. This is what I want. I'm mm-hmm. not backing down kind of thing. And I would, I'd like you to go do this better, right? Go mm-hmm. be better, go do this. And instead just kind of lets him kind of get away with things and slide and easy going. Yeah. Or he, she doesn't like, um, if he has a view about something, she doesn't like, not, Debate. I don't want to say confront, but kind of like, okay, well, Debate. yeah. De- or doesn't try to like push him to be better at something or improve something. Yeah. Rather just kind of like accepts him. This is what everything is. This is who you are. And, you know, I'm not like if you fall below that bar, I'm also not going to be like, Mm -hmm. you know, do better. Yeah. Right. So it because it could have just been a personality thing. Right. Mm -hmm. That he's much more what I want all the time. And she's Mm -hmm. just more like, well, you know, let's compromise. Let's go with the flow. You know, I'm easygoing. I can, I can deal with stuff yeah. on a person. Yeah. But the way he deals with every human he comes into contact with is a big red flag. Like mm-hmm. that man is made of flag material, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's one walking red flag. Yeah, he is. The more he opens his mouth, mm-hmm. the worse it goes. Roxanne said she caught him lying mm-hmm. multiple times. The one she listed was telling her parents that he always opens the door for her. Yeah. Which you lie to your supposed trial marriage partner. So mm-hmm. you're supposed to be acting like this is your wife at the time. Mm-hmm. But you lie to her parents. Yeah. and you And it's not so much about like... So it's not so much about, hang on, let me get my, it's not so much about the lying. It's about what he lies about. Like lying about 
holding open a door is so insignificant. Yeah. It's like, why would you lie about that? Yeah. Like that, that makes no sense to me. Why are you lying about holding open the door? Yeah. Like what purpose does that serve except to try to make yourself look better? Mm -hmm. Like this chivalrous man who's going to do what, Roxanne has said she likes and she wants and expects mm -hmm. in front of her parents and you don't do it. So you're just like, like you're acknowledging that, oh, I should have been doing that, mm -hmm. you know, because that's what we talked about. And her parents will think less of me if I don't do that for her. So mm -hmm. I'm going to lie and say it. But it right? also brings like, if you lie about something like that, what other little things are you lying about? Is he going to be somebody that's like, she she asked him like oh what you what you have for lunch and he's like mm -hmm. oh I had Chick Fil A but he actually had Wendy's why would you lie about what you have for lunch yeah what purpose does it serve yeah it doesn't serve any purpose uh, another thing I just remembered Roxanne said he lied and said he was in meetings mm -hmm. but she'd find him asleep mm -hmm. not working so I was like does this dude even have a job because mm -hmm. he, he says he works from home yeah. yeah. He says he works from home. He's got this, like, uh, real professional businessy man type mm -hmm. of job. Oh, he's so he's so professional. Oh, my gosh. He's so important. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. And, like, he works from home. He's such a hard worker. He's on the level with Roxanne. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. Right? And then he's like, dude, you're sleeping on the job. And you're lying to your trial marriage partner. Mm-hmm that you were working and again it's like why are you lying about that yeah like everybody takes naps it's not a big a deal mm -hmm. you can say nah i was tired so i rescheduled my meeting mm -hmm. and took a nap right like and who could you say that to if not your spouse exactly right like you could he could literally could be like um hey like if she caught that she could she uh he could have been like sorry i was just really tired i rescheduled this meeting that's why i was sleeping mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's it's just not there mm -hmm. and then the fact that roxanne was like you said you were gonna like sunday we were gonna get up we we're gonna do the cleaning we we're gonna do x y and z all this stuff to like take care of the apartment they're in mm -hmm. and he's like freaking out and being like, I'll do what I want. Kind of, you're not my mother shit, right? Yeah. Like, you agreed to this. Why are you freaking out when she's like, hey, why aren't you doing what we said we would do? Yeah, we talked about doing this together because we're going to divide and conquer, which is a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. And you're being like, no, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. And hygiene is not a gendered task. No, it is not. Everybody and needs a clean place to live. Here's, you know what? Everybody poops, so everybody can clean the toilet. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's couples that work on things being like, okay, like, I'll do all the cleaning in the bathroom. You do all the cleaning in the kitchen. And, like, okay, the living room will trade off. Like, that just, like, divide and conquer tasks like that. And being mm -hmm. like, okay, this is my space that I am responsible for cleaning. This is yours. Trading and being like, okay, like, this week you're doing the cleaning. Next week I'm doing the cleaning. Mm -hmm. Or just divide out chores. Being like, yeah. okay, you do all the cooking. I'll do all the dishes. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like to make things work or work together every time. If one person's doing everything and the other person's doing nothing, that is an uncomfortable dynamic. And some people do that. And it depends on your situation and also depends on what you're comfortable with and what you can mm -hmm. communicate about and work together on. But it still has to be something that you decide together. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like roommates when you're stuck with somebody and you're like, they never clean up after themselves. And I wash their dishes all the time. Otherwise we'd have bugs. Yeah. And you're just going to resent should, them. It should be something that you definitely should talk about and be like, okay, so I don't like doing this. How about are you okay doing this like me for example i hate doing dishes i cannot stand doing dishes mm -hmm. it is the bane yeah. of my existence because one i don't have a dishwasher so i have to do them all by hand mm -hmm. two i live alone so i obviously have to do the dishes <laughs> and i hate doing dishes it is like hexa the, can't help hexa refuses to help she and she dirties up dishes she does dirty up you dishes know, she eats everybody oh. eats everybody eats everybody poops you know, like, so I hate, I really like doing dishes. It's bad mm -hmm. my existence. If I somehow, you know, say, for example, I don't know if he likes doing dishes or not, but let's just say, for example, Brandon loves doing dishes. Mm -hmm. He loves it. I would be like, okay, you, you do, you can do the He dishes. fucking gets off on it. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me clean them. Clean plates get me going. Wet food in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I you go it. with it that way? That's the worst part. <laughs> oh, good God. But yeah, for example, he really likes doing dishes. And he would be like, I will do all the dishes if, like, you do all the cooking. Yeah. Or, like, say he hates shopping but i love grocery shopping i do love grocery shopping though i love going grocery shopping it's one of my favorite things to do except when they rearrange the store and i can't find my yogurt <laughs> i can't find my yogurt i feel like an idiot but i but say that lives rent free in my head rachel <laughs> <laughs> but say he hates doing grocery shopping you know, like mm -hmm. it, it stresses him out too much, makes him too anxious. He feels like he's going to forget things or do it wrong or something like that and thinks I might yell at him. But I wouldn't like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not an unreasonable person. I wouldn't yell at him and be like, oh, my God, you forgot to buy the coffee cream. Eh. <laughs> no, you will like if he like is getting off on the dirty food in the sink and the dishes. You'll be like, that's not OK. <laughs> listen, if I came in and he was like, oh, dishes <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> that i'd be like okay i do all the grocery shopping you put everything away when i get home mm -hmm. you know like just figuring out what you guys like doing or if you both like doing it do it together like you can clean together you can do dishes together one person can wash and dry just you gotta figure it out please ask him how he feels about dishes after <laughs> i'm going to he's currently napping if he says i love doing dishes i'm gonna <laughs> die oh that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> how much does he love him you know I'll, I'll ask him i'll ask him how i'll ask him if he likes doing this shit <laughs> oh good god 
Oh, we've got enough coffee. Yeah. So Alex is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, because we haven't said anything fully that's like, oh, piece of shit status, because you're still like, but Lisa hit a man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> this guy just doesn't like doing dishes. <laughs> but no, right? Like, he lies. He mm-hmm. lies about things that are so little and insignificant. And it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Why did you have to do that? He also tried to start drama. Mm-hmm. Right? He told Antonio that Roxanne doesn't respect him. Yep. And that she that he's her whipping boy. Mm-hmm. And basically kind of made it sound like Roxanne had said things bad about Antonio. Yeah. Not that this was Alex's opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually he cops to the fact that this was his opinion. It, not... take, it took him a while, yeah. but he did. Yeah. Like maybe reunion? I think, I don't know if it was at the reunion or if it was at the dinner or something when they did the swap yes. over. Yeah, dinner. Uh, yeah, I think that was where it was. Yeah, because Roxanne told Antonio. Mm-hmm. Or, no, Antonio told Roxanne. Somebody yeah. told somebody what he had said. Yeah. I think Kat also talked to Antonio. Yes, Kat. About yeah, what yeah. Roxanne was saying. Yeah. Because yeah. Roxanne tried to warn Kat, mm-hmm. being like, he lies. Yeah. And he's not a good guy. Mm-hmm. Which... I don't think he is because also his emotions are really off. Mm-hmm. Like his responses, which you're, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's emotional dysregulation. Mm-hmm. When your emotional response, the visible emotional response, it does not match the situation. Mm-hmm. If, for example, when we do two sentence horror stories and I cackle. And you cackle. <laughs> at things that are horrifying and disgusting. Yes. That is because I am traumatized. Mm -hmm. And my emotions do not match up. Like, my expression of my emotions often do not match up with what I feel. So, like, something horrifying, you tell me, and I cackle laughing. Mm -hmm. Right? That's not the response that people get. Like, goosebumps, creeped out, shivers. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, kind of response. And I'm just dying laughing. You're like, ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, ha, her daughter's dead. Ha, ha. <laughs> right? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So the sign of something's not wired correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it can be a sign of like, um, you know, this is not the right uh, psych terms anymore because they've been taken out. But like sociopathy and psych psychopathy psychopathy yeah yeah those terms are no longer in there yeah they're more of like antisocial personality disorder yeah the yeah yeah and narcissistic personality disorder kind of as well now but people know sociopath psychopath terms Mm -hmm. so we'll still use them a little Mm -hmm. bit but that kind of like not feeling emotion that cold calculated behavior and expressing kind of what they think other people will want to see mm-hmm. it can be a sign like that it can also be a sign of you have a whole bunch of fucking trauma mm-hmm. and this is just how your body copes now this is your trauma response to just laugh yeah to yeah. laugh or like to smile when somebody tells you something bad like oh my my grandfather died and you smile 
and say, I'm so sorry. Cause you're like, I don't feel like, like my, my body is making those muscles work. Cause it's like uncomfortable situation, appease, right? To show that pleasant smile. But like, that's not the right response. Even if you feel sad, like if you feel like sorry for somebody and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, but like your muscles are going appease uncomfort this is how we deal with discomfort Mm -hmm. right so he reacted weird to things Mm -hmm. so besides not just not like taking responsibility for stuff and lying Mm -hmm. when he was told things or like given criticisms he his response didn't match Mm -hmm. the situation and the proposal part from him to cat he never said one specific thing about her, about no. why he loves her or anything. Yeah. It's all general shit. And he asks her to marry him. She says yes. And he goes, that's awesome. And it was like the least believable that's awesome I've ever seen. Yeah. He literally was like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like if I was like, Rachel, I'm giving you a million dollars. Now you you do his line. That's awesome. Like, that's not how you react. No. Right? Like, I just won the lottery. Cool. That's awesome. Like, whatever. No, you that's gotta like, react. Like, yeah. Paris Hilton, that's hot. Yeah. Like, and all the other ones, all the other proposals, they looked much different. Like, actual mm-hmm. real emotion happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't knock Cat because I think Cat is just a nice, normal human. Mm-hmm. But I think Alex is fake. Yeah. At minimum. And that maybe he's got some, like, not actual processing emotions, whether it's, you know, trauma type of stuff and he just doesn't express well. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he just doesn't feel it. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a cold calculative type of person yeah and i worry for cat yes i also also also, when you see a cold calculative type of person they often like whether it's a narcissistic person it's an antisocial person it's somebody with like cruelty or abusive behaviors which we haven't seen that stuff from him i just Mm -hmm. have suspicions Mm -hmm. um they often because I, I deal with a lot of clients who are, you know, survivors of that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the time, they're picking somebody who is uh, easygoing, mm-hmm. very calm, sweet, um, overly kind and self-sacrificing mm-hmm. type of personality. So I didn't know this about her because they didn't really tell us their jobs. But Cat mm-hmm. uh, uh, is a travel nurse. Right? See that caregiving personality mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. So the mixture of the two of them together, how mm-hmm. bad he handled dealing with somebody who's not that personality, mm-hmm. who's probably the exact opposite of that personality with their trial marriage with Roxanne mm-hmm. and how he's just so lackluster with everything. He can't even give her a compliment that's or even talk about her to other people 
in a way that's specific to her. Mm-hmm. That's like if somebody asked me about you and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's great. Like, what can, what can you tell me about, like, why do you like being her friend? And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's great. She's great. It's like, I didn't give any specifics. I could say, like, we have very similar senses of humor. Mm-hmm. We like similar things. We have similar outlooks on life that mm-hmm. uh, you'd, like, ride or die mm-hmm. for me. Right? I could say any of these things that are specific to you. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm just like, ah, she's fine. Yeah, that's like if somebody was like, oh, you and Melody have been friends for a while. What's that like? That's fine. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> or even like one of my friends uh, messaged me on Discord and he was like, he's like, we have a problem. And I was like, who are we killing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> it's like, okay, what's my favorite thing about you? Ah, oh, you're just great. You're great. But, like, what specifically is your favorite thing about Rachel? Uh, you know, she's just Rachel. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. great equal Rachel. That's it. Yeah. It's my favorite. That's the thing. Like, I've told one of my friends because he was having an issue with, you know, relationship stuff. And I was like, if you want me to cut this person off, I will do it. No questions asked. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, but that's the type of person I am. Like, if you don't like somebody... Even if I don't know the person, I'll be like, we don't like this person. All right. We don't like this person. Like, yeah. if, like you could turn around tomorrow and be like, we don't like Lexi anymore. And I'd be like, all right, we don't like Lexi anymore. D- to be fair, you'd probably want to know how, I, oh, how I, I am. Like, you'd probably be like, "Are have you had a mental breakdown? Like, yeah. should I call somebody? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if I said that, you'd be like, Okay, Melanie's lost it. Or I've been replaced. <laughs> I'm a Stepford Melanie now. <laughs> yes. But, like, that's the thing. If you turned around and, like, you know, say you and Lexi did get in a fight, which, God forbid, hope you never do. And like, We have. I know. But, like, a fight that's, like, ended your friendship, you know? <laughs> we have. <laughs> I, yeah, there's, like, two months in uh, Mun. Uh, okay. in our undergrad where like Lexi and I didn't talk for a bit and it was like hell okay. and it was about the stupidest shit ever <laughs> and I like it was like you didn't say this when I needed you to and then I was like and you didn't listen to me and you were just mad I don't even remember that I said that what did I do <laughs> it was like t- maybe two months of like barely talking and to like you know fixing it but it was just like we both never communicated our, um, like, she didn't communicate, like, if I was doing something that she didn't like or saying mm-hmm. something, and I didn't communicate either when that kind of stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, we just let things, and it yeah. broke, and then we fixed it. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if you had a serious fight-ending friendship longer than two months. Yeah, like a permanent. Like a permanent one, like I had with that person. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have a fight, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it wasn't really a fight. No, it was more of a, anyways. But she that's just decided that, you know, you were no longer useful to her. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't who I was referring to, but yeah, that's the same thing. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you had, like, if you and her had, like, a serious longer than two months and you came mm-hmm. to me and you were like, yeah, um, me and Lexi, we're not friends anymore. 
obviously I would want to know what happened, but at the same time, I'd be like, all right, we're not friends with Lexi anymore. Yeah. No questions asked. And then I'd be like, okay, what happened? Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Like you've brought up, oh, this person did that to me. And I'm like, okay, where do I need to go? I got my bat. Let's go. Don't like them anymore. Yeah. Cut them I've, off. I've done that with like some of my friends here. They'll be like, oh yeah, this person. I was like, oh, do we not like this person? They're like, no. I'm like, all right, we don't like this person. <laughs> Like, let's never take met this yep. person never met this person in my life but i'm like you don't like this person okay we don't like this person anymore. Mm-hmm. united front exactly but i feel bad for cat because i feel like mm-hmm. she's just an, a really nice person mm-hmm. and i'm worried that alex is a very awful person mm-hmm. and that in a few years from now cat is going to be really struggling yeah I can see that. I hopefully not. Maybe she'll like, I don't know. Maybe she'll realize that he's not for her. Maybe they'll break up. Maybe they won't. We'll see. Not that I'm ever people ever again, because I don't. No, I probably won't. If a news release or something comes up. Yeah. If a news release, like, like if a news release, like freaking Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Oh, that is, that's an insane situation going on. If something like that comes up, I will pay attention. But other than I'm going to forget these people. Yeah. So let's forget them already and move on to our final couple. Our final couple. Oh, that was a nice voice crack. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go. <laughs> uh, James and Ryan. So James and Ryan, they're both 24 years old. Uh, Ryan, uh, who is you know, a, f- a female, issued the ultimatum to James. Mm-hmm. They've been together since they were 16, so they have an eight-year relationship. They've mm-hmm. never lived together, and that's where they're at so far. They swapped partners with Raya and Trey. Mm-hmm. Raya had a really bad time with she James did. She because did he was, like, not emotionally available yeah. and just, like, shut down, mm-hmm. and they couldn't communicate. He wouldn't even hug her. Yeah, and... I, every time she was trying to be like, she wanted him to show some physical, like, side of things. And she was clear that mm-hmm. she didn't mean sex. Mm-hmm. She meant, like, hugs. Holding, holding hands. hands. Yeah. Yes. Right? Cuddling type mm-hmm. of stuff. And he was like, I'm not going to have sex with you. And she's like, that's not what I'm asking. Exactly. She just kept saying, like, I didn't say that. I'm saying hugs holding hands and he's like i'm not comfortable with that i'm not gonna cheat on ryan again again he again says. He yes says, like, oh my god yeah so although i do kind of respect the fact that you know james is like put gonna put a boundary up and be like i'm not going to express physical stuff mm-hmm. because you know my goal is to get back to ryan I do not want to jeopardize anything like that type of thing. I feel like he didn't hear a fucking word Raya said. Because she's like, uh, can I have a hug? And she, he's like, God, you just want to sleep with me. Get out of my God, dick. I'm not going to have sex with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why does everyone want to have sex with me? Got news for you, James. Nobody wants to have sex. <laughs> I feel Ryan. like 
I feel like he's he's the one like goes to the grocery store and they're like, oh, here's 25 cents your change. And he's like, oh, she's hitting on me again. Good God. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> she's like, I'm just giving you your change. Like, don't do that. That means you want to fuck me. But you don't want your change, okay? James, I think, has a problem that he doesn't listen. Mm -hmm. Like, even that he lets somebody speak and finish, mm -hmm. he doesn't comprehend what they say. Like, he hears what he wants to hear. Mm -hmm. And you also see that, like, once they're back in their trial marriage, there's, like, a scene where him and Ryan are out to dinner at, like, a, like a bar or something. And they're sitting down and she's trying to like communicate things to him. And he's, I, I can't even remember what everything was, but she would be like, I feel like you're doing X, Y, and Z that mm -hmm. we're just going to go back to old patterns. And he's like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like completely not even related to what she was saying. Mm -hmm. But it like, cause I think she was trying to say like, she didn't want to live together before being married. Mm -hmm. She felt like even if they got engaged and were living together, he would still keep putting off getting married mm -hmm. and having the actual wedding and everything. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, fair, but every time he would answer to that was like, I don't know what I have to do to prove to you type of shit. Mm -hmm. So like, I, and this is probably just me because people can do what they want. But I find it strange that they've been together as long as they have and they have not lived together. Yeah. Because, like, to me, I feel like if you were together that long, is there a reason you're not living together? Like, is it a religious thing? Is it a cultural, like, a cultural thing? I know they're from the South. They're Southern. So I don't know, like, is it a th thing that, like, there's some stigma against living together before you're married slash engaged? Like, it just yeah. seems very odd that these people, they've been together since they were 16, which, like, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it just seems odd that they haven't lived together. And it feels like there's something underlying, you know, that's mm -hmm. kind of that's why they're not living together. Yes, he's mentioned he's cheated. Like, is that the reason why they're not living together? Mm. Or is it like, I know they were both in school, and I think I read that he did his master's away or something like that. Like, I don't think they lived in the same town for their school or something. Yeah, I think he said he's going, like, he hasn't finished his master's or something at this point, or he's going <laughs> back to do something else. Mm-hmm and in school and he was using kind of that as an excuse mm -hmm. that he didn't have that finished and that he wanted to be at like a mm -hmm. very successful job where he could buy her like well i know mean, he said he was gonna like upgrade the grandmother's ring mm -hmm. to like that he'd be able to like pay for a whole bunch of shit type of thing mm -hmm. and be financially stable but i feel like what ryan was saying it seemed like she was holding them back from living together. Because mm -hmm. just going from that one conversation at bar, it seemed like she was like, I don't want to live together until we're married. Because you're going to mm -hmm. use that as an excuse to mm -hmm. not get married. 
right? To be stuck at that, either together and living together or mm -hmm. engaged and living together limbo forever. So I took it to be that. There could be other issues because mm -hmm. that didn't come up until they're in their trial marriage mm -hmm. that that part was there, right? So but here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. If you're together that long as you are, why get married? You're basically common law at that point. I don't know how it works in the U.S. compared to Canada, but like if you've been living together for a certain amount of time, you're common law. You kind of get the same benefits of being married. You can correct me if I'm wrong because this is your area of expertise. Not in Canada. Oh, you don't get the same benefits? Depends on your province for common law. There's, um, well, getting to legal aspects. Uh, common law is kind of a thing for tax purposes in Canada. If you're living together for at least 12 consecutive months, then you can file as common law for tax purposes. But then depending on province to province, the law differs in terms of everything else besides taxes. So in Newfoundland, there's no real set definition of common law. It's just like a marriage-like relationship, air quotes inserted, and you have to fight for it. So if you break up in a common law relationship in Newfoundland, the province I live in, um, there's no automatic right to divide property unless both your names are on it. It's basically whoever's name is on something owns it. And if you want any different, you had to fight like hell in court. If you're married, it doesn't matter whose name is on what. When you break up, it's everything 50-50. You want to change that scale of 50-50 to go different, to be like 60-40, or you mm -hmm. should get something and they shouldn't get any piece of it. You have to fight like hell. But there, and like if somebody dies, like a common law partner dies in the province I'm in, mm -hmm. there's no right to accept anything unless they had a will or something to name somebody. Mm -hmm. common law partner can't make medical decisions where I am there's like if you go to a different province Ontario Ontario has laws um, and I only know it from the family law perspective mm -hmm. they do have legislation written about how common law partners are dealt with in terms of dividing property and stuff on splits mm -hmm. but you're kind of like up in the air. You don't have the same predictions when you're in Canada. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's anything like that in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And there's always contracts you can do. Like a cohabitation agreement is a contract between two partners that are living together. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the idea of like a prenup. Mm -hmm. But without the marriage aspect, it's just here's what happens during the relationship. Here's who owns what. And if you break up, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. kind of plan so like you can opt into things but there's no automatic mm -hmm. so if that's the only reason they're not getting married then you know that could be something that's gonna affect them or not who knows depending on where they live because mm -hmm. the laws might be different state to state like it is province to province in Canada Yeah, but I don't know because to me, like, Ryan is, like, 100% wants to get married, wants to do it right this friggin' second. Mm -hmm. And James is just holding back stuff. I think Ryan's 
mind is that they've been together as long as they have. Why don't they just do it? Mm -hmm. But also, I feel like if that's the only person that they've been with, how do you know for sure you want to get married? But that's not the only person that he's been with. No, but that's, I think he's the yeah. only person she's been with. Yeah, because there's a point in there where he says, uh, I'm her first love, but she's not mine. Mm-hmm. So he had a relationship before mm-hmm. he met her. But this is hit basically her first and only relationship. And like, how do you know that you want to be with that person forever? Is it because you've been together that long that you think you might as well just do it? Are your parents expecting you guys to do it because you've been together as long as that? Like, yeah, you know. I mean, how do you know that is the person you want to be with? How do you know it isn't? Mm-hmm. Right? It's hard to figure out. There's also the idea that um, sometimes people get into relationships and they put years in and then they don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. They don't want to walk away from it because it's like, I've invested eight years of my life into this relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? And if it fails, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. Which, not accurate. No. But valid response. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're in a relationship and you're not happy, doesn't matter if you're in there eight minutes or eight years or 80, just do what works for you. You got to do what makes you happy and you have to put yourself first. Yes, you're in a relationship and you got to do things of like together partnership but like at the end of the day put your needs first and if you're not getting anything out of the relationship saying this and i should have taken my own advice but you know what hindsight's 2020 leave Mm -hmm. like if you're not getting anything out of it if they don't give you anything just leave yeah and some people are like they'd rather be in a not great relationship or even a bad relationship than be alone yeah and that's also a sign that you probably need to do some work on yourself. You need to go to therapy and you need to pay me money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what that is. As soon as you, as soon as you open shop, we're going to be running ads. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be running ads. You got need some therapy? therapy? Call Rachel. You got any therapy? Struggling to find meaning in your life? Have I got a therapist for you? <laughs> Separating from your partner? Call Melanie. <laughs> yes. Need therapy because you're separating from your partner? Call Rachel. <laughs> We're a two-stop shop. <laughs> For all your relationship issues. <laughs> <laughs> Need someone to just tell you you're being an idiot? That's one of us. Probably both of us. Probably At the same time. <laughs> yeah, we'll both tell you you're being an idiot. <laughs> Ugh. But, oh, speaking of James holding things back, mm-hmm. he does the whole, like, they have an emotional picnic. Mm-hmm. Where he tells her all about trigger warning, self-harm, his suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. um, growing up in his house with uh, just his mom having lost his dad and how hard it was, Mm -hmm. uh, his struggle with that. So, like, he's never brought that up. They've been together eight years. He was experiencing this while they were together in his youth mm-hmm. right and actively harming himself and stuff while they were together but she's never heard this before so he's been holding this back he hasn't really 
brought up a lot about his like home life growing up like he even says that he feels like when he has brought it up Mm -hmm. that she can't relate because she has she had such a great upbringing Mm -hmm. so like that's something that you need to talk about before you get married like you need to have these conversations about that stuff because it comes down to again as we have been saying on this podcast for 44 episodes <laughs> communication Ugh. like you need to talk because if she's doing something that triggers him mm-hmm. you know something that happened in his childhood did was he also abused by somebody i don't think he's brought that up okay specifically i thought he, I thought but he, he it to raya he does act uh i don't want to say act like it but he like his reactions to things mm-hmm. show something right yeah. it 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 shows me that there's some type of hidden trauma abuse mm-hmm. something there that mm-hmm. he's not over because his reactions to their arguments to things she says mm-hmm. he's acting as if he has been triggered by something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what that trigger, like what that event that caused this is, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think he does have PTSD that he needs to mm-hmm. get a handle on. He needs to work through. And I, I mentioned earlier in the episode that uh, that the episode where we get to see like the little like hidden room cameras that look like mm-hmm. something out of paranormal activity shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that are set up and we see like the overnight of them having like a fight that spans hours and hours I think Mm -hmm. they said it went like six hours I think it did yeah like that is not okay and he's like screaming and like I think he knocked things over yeah did he put holes in the wall too I think so yeah um I can't remember everything that happened on that I'm trying to Google now to see because that was it was very bad Mm -hmm. and uh, I was like if I was in that situation I would be triggered Mm -hmm. like if I was the Ryan in that situation Mm -hmm. like I would not be able to put up with that at all oh no that would be like no I can't find anything here there's a whole bunch of tiktok videos Mm -hmm. of it but yeah it's it's not okay and she even says at parts like that he's taking out Mm -hmm. his issues on her Mm -hmm. during that which absolutely what it was oh 100 he was taking it out on her yeah and if you are like if you're How do I put this? I don't know how to start this. If you're a traumatized individual, Mm -hmm. things can be triggering and you can put up boundaries. You can be Mm -hmm. like, okay, don't grab me like that. Don't Mm -hmm. say those words. They trigger me. Mm -hmm. But you can't be like, like you can't force someone to change everything 
about themselves or how they act to cater to you. Like you still have to take responsibility mm-hmm. for your triggers, whatever they are, whether it's words, actions, sounds, anything, mm-hmm. and work toward overcoming them. Right? Yeah. To like develop a healthier response to those things. Mm-hmm. Now, you want your partner or friend or whoever's you know interacting with you on this to also to know those things know those triggers and not actively like trigger you Mm -hmm. but there's still like you can't have the whole world change to accommodate you yeah it's not possible and it's not fair and like if you know that say for example you've talked to this person multiple times and this unit there's like this one specific thing they do triggers you and they keep doing it Mm -hmm. remove yourself from the situation yeah because you as you said you can't control and expect that person to stop and like maybe they're doing it vindictively maybe Mm -hmm. they're doing it without knowing that they're doing it but like remove yourself from the situation Mm -hmm. it's not worth your mental health to be to stay in that situation because it's just going to make things worse yeah because it's like if you have a trigger for like a certain term of endearment Mm -hmm. and you're like okay like say the term baby it's like commonly used Mm -hmm. and you're like okay i really don't like it if you call me baby don't call me that and that's like an easy accommodation to -hmm. just be like okay we'll we'll come up with a different nickname to use or maybe we don't use those at Mm -hmm. all but if it's like, if anytime somebody says something that's not, that's like critical to you, that's being like, okay, mm-hmm. why didn't you take out the garbage? Or mm-hmm. why didn't you do this? Or this wasn't great. That you have a triggered response reaction to that. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, well, don't criticize me. That's not a fair thing to make somebody else accommodate for. Yeah, They can't just gas you up constantly and never check you. Mm-hmm like that's not okay but like it all depends on the things right it's still no matter what it is that's triggering you still have to take responsibility for your own triggers Mm -hmm. your own reactions Mm -hmm. whether it's lashing out or you know going quiet panic attacks whatever it is and then try to work on bettering yourself for Mm -hmm. your own self as well as your partner or your family or whoever but it's mostly for yourself. Yeah. It's a shitty way to live. Yeah. But, you know, you want to make sure that, especially before you get into any serious relationships, you got to make sure that, like, you're good, mentally good, before you get into any relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you've got your own issues and you're not working through them for whatever reason maybe you don't want to maybe you don't think you have issues which like that's a whole other issue of itself Mm -hmm. and you're not willing to like try and work through them so you can be the best version of yourself for somebody else you can't expect them to just like accept that this is how you are like people who will be like oh that's just how i am no that's that no that's not a reason that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. And it's an excuse to act however you like, no matter mm-hmm. if it hurts somebody. Exactly. Hmm. What else can we say about these two? 
Um, Ryan is a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love Ryan. She's mm-hmm. so sweet. Mm-hmm. She's seems like such a kind, understanding human being. Mm-hmm. And I, I did feel so bad for her. The whole episode where you're seeing James like lose his shit mm-hmm. on those like hidden camera things, which I don't think they're hidden. I think they all know about it. Oh, definitely. They just like, they're not like camera crew walking around, mm-hmm. right? They're like security cam footage type stuff. Yeah. Like all that stuff, that whole fight, I felt so bad because she's like, you can tell she's exhausted. She's mm-hmm. drained. She's trying to just. Like, she's trying to be reasonable. She doesn't, like, scream and throw a big fit and all that stuff. She's mm-hmm. just, like, trying to work through things mm-hmm. and eventually gives up and just goes to bed. Yeah. But, God, to just deal with that all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, why? Why? And I'm pretty sure at one point, I can't remember how he phrased it, but... Throughout the season, James said at one point that basically the I am who I am type of thing, Mm -hmm. and he's not ready or he doesn't want to work through it yet. Mm. Which, you know, fair in the sense that, you know, take your own time to get through Mm -hmm. your own issues, but not fair to the people that you are acting out shit on. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they are putting up with you doing these things and acting like a shit. Yeah. And there comes a point where you are going to have to understand that people may not want to be around you if you're not going to work through your issues. Yeah. And that's nothing on them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's strictly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not their responsibility Mm -hmm. to make sure you're okay. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not your mother. Yeah, exactly. I I get it from the perspective of, like, him wanting to work through his issues in his own, own time, and he's not ready to face that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's also got to recognize that he's hurting people. Like, somebody like Ryan, who he claims to be the love of his life, mm-hmm. and he's causing her pain directly. Not just, like, indirectly in that she's seeing him struggle mm-hmm. and hurt. He's lashing out at her, causing her pain. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're not going to do it for yourself, either do the better thing and, you know, either work through your issues, mm-hmm. work on your own responses yourself, you're not ready for therapy, mm-hmm. or leave and let the people around you not be hurt by you mm-hmm. i just i don't like that response right like no that, i think that's a that's continue. a cop out it's a cop out yeah it's just like i get not being ready to face shit mm-hmm. and stuff like that but that it still doesn't give you the right to to hurt people yeah especially because i'm assuming he has been through a trauma to act like that mm-hmm he hasn't gone into a lot of things on mm-hmm. that, but assuming there is, he should understand what it's like to be on the side of the person being hurt. Yeah, he should. 
he definitely should. He should be more understanding, and it feels like he's not mm-hmm. being more understanding. Because in a sense, he is, like, indirectly traumatizing Brian. Mm-hmm. D- yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he's putting her through stuff. It, it may not be that he's physically acting shit out on her, mm-hmm. but verbally and emotionally, she's being put through shit. Mm-hmm. And it's at it's directly from him. Yep. Right. So, like, this is how much we saw on screen. Mm-hmm. What has the last eight years been like? Exactly. And I mean, one of the things he's done is he cheated on her. Yeah. Right. So, right there, it's it's not just words. He's actually gone out and broken their Mm -hmm. like the boundaries of their relationship Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think i'll ever get on board with james no me neither i mean unless he goes through some serious therapy and he comes out and starts apologizing publicly Mm -hmm. and you know treats ryan fantastically for the rest of her life Mm -hmm. i don't think i'm i'm gonna get on board yeah (sighs) but you know that was the season Five couples, none of them was I like, yeah, I'm so happy about this. Mm -hmm. About. And then the reunion. The reunion? Reunion? (laughs) That reunion. Yeah, the reunion. I was just really annoyed by Vanessa Lachey, who Mm -hmm. would ask a question that wasn't very deep. Mm -hmm. And then they'd answer. And instead of like following up and be like, okay, and how did that make you feel? And what next? Or Mm -hmm. to get them to keep talking. And the cast or the stars of this show she's like oh what you just said reminds me of a somewhat related story that doesn't make any sense about me and my husband and what Mm -hmm. we like to do (laughs) and it's like we didn't show up here for the nick and vanessa interview Mm -hmm. about what goes on in their relationship we showed up here to find out more stuff about the couples we've followed for nine episodes yeah, we want to know about their relationship, and we want you to ask the hard questions, which they mm. never do. Yeah, and we would like some drama. It's like the same thing. I have the same issue, different show, but I have the same issue with Sean Robinson, who does the 90 Day Fiance reunions. She doesn't ask the right questions. Yeah, I've never actually watched any of the TLC stuff. I know, shocking. You're, you're not missing much, but... <laughs> I mean, Lexi has shown me clips because Lexi is a TLC fan. Is she watching The Last Resort? Do you know? I don't know about that one. I know she watches 90 Day Fiance. Okay, no, that's 90 Day Fiance. Some of the spinoff ones. Yeah, that's a spinoff one. So you need to ask her if she's watching that one. Okay, I'll try to remember. Okay. I won't remember. I know you won't remember. I'll text you. And see, this is communication right here. Look, an example. Yes. You know my shortfalls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're accommodating me for them. I am. I'm very accommodating. It's a compromise between us. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know how to end this. Because this is kind of ending like the the end of the season, which was just meh. Yeah, it's very meh. Right? You just get to that thing. I was was so excited to see the reunion, see the drama... I didn't think all four, well, technically all five couples would still be together. 
I didn't think any, I didn't think all five of them would say yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, four, mm-hmm. right. The fifth couple was Lisa and Brian who didn't make it to the, that part and mm-hmm. aren't engaged, but are still together. But yeah. yeah, I didn't think we'd have four proposals four successful proposals. Mm-hmm. I didn't think all of them would still be together as of the reunion, even if they did. And really, to me, it's just a shit show. And we didn't get any closure. Mm-hmm. Like, Vanessa Lachey's hosting is a lot like the writers did on the last episode of Lost. And they just shit the bit. And they said, you know what? We don't give a shit what you want. We mm-hmm. decided we want an easy paycheck. And we're writing something that's stupid. And she was like, you know what? Everybody's here for me anyway. I don't need to do work, like remember what who these people are or what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you stories about my life. Exactly. <sighs> anyway, Rachel, tell the people where they can find us if they want to just commiserate with us. People, if you want to commiserate with us, um, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Inconsistent Podcast One. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We're inconsistently consistent. And if you want to email us your woes, we are inconsistentpodcast1 at gmail.com. If you want to specifically express your woes to me because you're like, wait, you're a therapist in training. I want a trauma dump on you. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm underscore Rachel VR underscore on both of those platforms. You can find Melanie, all of her social links on melanieflynnbooks.com. I noticed you were on mute. (laughs) Sorry. I had to talk to someone. (laughs) Ah, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so everything on mine is on melanieflynnbooks.com. You can order my book. You can Mm -hmm. find me on all my social medias. Uh, You can follow my blog. I write things there sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just about it. You know? And uh, you could hear my dog bark on these episodes mm-hmm. if you like hearing the dog bark you can tune into all the episodes because <laughs> eli likes to bork a lot he does he likes to bark anytime anyone walks anywhere near our house mm-hmm. he's my security alarm he sings the song of his people loud and clear like the proud <laughs> doggo he is he is and if you'd like to see what he looks like you can see it on my instagram mm-hmm. there is many a picture yeah there is Sometimes he wears hats. Sometimes he wears hats. Sometimes he doesn't wear hats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Right. Bye.